You are listening to a message from Covenant Christian Center, New York City, with Pastor Bayou Isan. Be blessed as you listen. Lord God, open our eyes and our ears to receive that which you have given unto us today. Father, we bless your name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. This morning, I'm going to be sharing on what I've titled, Walking in the Newness of Life. Walking in Newness of Life. Amen. As we come to the close of this year, or this current decade, and we are about to enter into a new decade, it is of necessity that we operate or enter into it in the newness of life. Amen. We must operate in it according to the life that God has given to us from above. The Bible says we have been raised to a newness of life. The Bible says that we must walk in this newness of life in the mighty name of Jesus. Our experience in this coming decade must be according to this life that God has given us. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. He didn't say sparingly. He said there is going to be an abundance. When something is in abundance, it is much more than you actually need. When something is in abundance, it is more than you need. It is much more than you will ever need. You know, the abundance of God is a true abundance. It's not the abundance of man. In Malachi, it says, when I will pour out my blessings, you won't even have room enough to contain it. Amen. That is the abundance. It says, your vat shall overflow. There is an overflowing in the abundance of God. That is the life that we want to enter into as we are, we are using 2020 and beyond as our focal points. Amen. If we are going to enter into the new, the Bible says you must let go of the old. That is, if you want new wine, you've got to let go of old wine. Understand that nobody willingly lets go of old wine. It says the old wine is good says, but if you are going to enter into the new, the new experience I have for you, you must be ready to let go of the old. You must be ready to undergo transformation because the new has to be contained in new wineskins. Amen. There has to be a transformation in your mind. There has to be a transformation in your attitude. There has to be a transformation in your conduct. That is what happened when you became a new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen. The minute you were born again, you became a new creature in Christ Jesus. You became a new wineskin. Amen. You became a new wineskin in whom the Lord could pour in new wine. Praise the Lord. We must remember all things have passed away. You must declare. You must reckon those things dead if you are going to experience the new wine. At the time of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out, they described the men as being drunk. What had they received? New wine. 
Amen. Jesus said, don't begin anything. Don't enter into this new experience, in this new decade, without receiving from up on high. Amen. Without receiving the new wine. Don't launch out into what you need to do without, first of all, receiving new wine. Because that new wine will determine how you're going to operate. That new wine will determine what you're going to say. Praise the Lord. Remember, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. All things have but become new. And all things are of what? God. That the way into the new life is that all things must be of God. That is, as you are launching into this new decade, everything must be of God. You must tarry until you are endued with that substance from on high. That is the only way you are going to live the new in this coming decade and beyond. Turn with me to John chapter 3 verse 25. The Bible says there then there arose a dispute between some of John's disciples, that's John the Baptist, and the Jews about purification. Amen. They were busy arguing about purification. It says, and they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing, and all are coming to him. What were they saying? Ah, they were arguing about baptism. Said, the person that you baptized not too long ago, beyond the Jordan, whom you testified, saying, the soles of his feet, the sandals of his feet, I'm not worthy to touch. That look, this person that you baptized, and you showed how to baptize. He's operating in what you were doing before. He himself is baptizing. And all are coming to him. The Passion Translation puts it as it says, he's now baptizing everyone with loud, larger crowds than yours. People are flocking to him. What do you think about that? Amen. Say, so what do you think about that? That the crowds are coming to him. The crowds used to come to you. Remember, they said that everybody, that John the Baptist was in the wilderness. In one place in the wilderness, yeah, people sought him out. They came to, he says, even his message was hard. He says, why are you coming to me? Who has warned you concerning the wrath to come? He says, repent, change your ways, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Understand this, if you are going to operate in the new life, uh, it is an understanding that the kingdom of God is at hand. There has to be a transformation of your ways. It says, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. So, but now, he is baptizing and everybody is flocking to him. That is, they've left your church and they've started going to his. The crowd that used to come to yours has started going to his. What were they trying to generate in John the Baptist? Envy, competition, strife. But listen to what John the Baptist said. He said, John answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given or gifted to him from heaven. That is what you are seeing manifesting where all are flocking to him 
is because it has been given to him from heaven. That is what you are seeing with your two eyes manifesting upon the earth has been given to him from heaven. But he didn't stop there. He said what has been given to him from heaven he has received from heaven. Heaven gave it but he received it. That is what was manifested in his life. The crowds going to him was what he had received that heaven had given. What you want to see in your life, what you want to see manifested in your life is what heaven has given you. What you need to ask God today is what has heaven given me? Not what has heaven given the person to my left or to my right. What has heaven given me? says a man can receive nothing. Those clouds cannot come unless he, had, he can only receive those clouds because it has been given to him from heaven. He has received it. That's the only way you can keep your heart free of envy, free of jealousy, free of competition. That's the only way you won't look at somebody else's thing and begin to desire it and covet it. Tell me to I want that. No. Begin to understand, Father God, I want what I want no more than heaven has given me, and I want no less than what heaven has given me. Hear what John said. He says, You yourselves bear me witness that I said I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. That is, John the Baptist did not try to hold the crowd. Amen. He knew what had been given to him from heaven. He understood his assignment. He did not desire any more, nor did he desire any less. Since I know what I have received from heaven concerning me. John the Baptist himself testified concerning himself. He says, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Amen. He knew that his assignment, what heaven had given him, what he was to manifest was preparation. Once that was complete, his job was done. He didn't desire to do more than that, to hold on to the crowd and say, ah, they came to me first. Do you understand? said, he who has the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice said, my joy is full because now I have heard the voice of the bridegroom. I have prepared the way for him. This is his bride. They are going with him. That is, it has been given to him from heaven. Who am I to hold on to it? That is what God has given to you from heaven. Nobody can take from you. Nobody. When Pontius Pilate told Jesus, I have power to crucify you. I have power to release you. Jesus said, you only have power because it has been given to you from heaven. If not, I could pray my father and a legion of angels will come. But that is not what has been given unto us for this time. That it has been, Jesus understood that heaven's assignment to him was to go to the cross. He desired no more and no less. In the garden of Gethsemane, he said, let this cup. He was praying, let this cup, in, by adventure. Let this cup pass over me. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but what you have decreed from heaven, let that come to pass. What I'm saying will free you from everything and anything. From every situation you go through. It will no longer be, "Ah, deliver me. It will be what you have decreed from heaven. 
Show me and let it come to pass. That is what has been appointed to me from heaven. It says, the Lord will perform what is appointed unto me. What God has appointed unto you, let God perform in my life. What God has decreed from heaven. The Bible says he will do nothing until he has revealed it. You want God to show you. Your heart's desire must be for what God has prepared for you from heaven. In any circumstance, in any situation. He said, therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. I'm satisfied. I've done my work. He must increase. But I must decrease. Some people will reject that. God has not called me to decrease. It's ever increasing from glory to glory. But John the Baptist knew the limits of heaven's assignments to him. What heaven had prepared for him to do. And he stayed within that boundary. Said he must increase. The time has come. There was a time where I was increasing. But the time, the day that now is, is that I must decrease and he must increase. There was no competition. That's why Paul said, are you not kind? And when you're comparing yourself, hey, I'm of Paul. Hey, I'm of Apollos. That's what was happening with John the Baptist's disciples. Hey, we have John the Baptist. Some of them we have Jesus. He said, no, 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 no. That's carnality. That each person has his work. Who is Paul? Who is Apollos? Paul planted. Apollos' work was to water. It is God that brings the increase. Amen. That is your works are done in God. Because your focus is on what heaven has given to you. It says the whole body makes increase by that which every joint supplies. What you supply, what I supply, God brings the increase. John the Baptist did his work. Jesus came, did it. God brought the increase. Paul did his work. Apollos did his work. God brought the increase. Each one doing, it says every man's work will be tested by fire. The only one that will withstand is those who received their assignment from heaven. That is, they sought, they asked for what had been given unto them from heaven. Our current experience is a function of what we have received or not received from heaven. Bible says my people perish for what? Lack of knowledge. It has been given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. To understand the secrets, the wisdom of heaven. It has been given unto you from heaven. The Bible says you have not because you what? You ask not. You receive not because you ask what amiss to spend it upon your own desires instead of spending it upon the purpose for which God gave it. John chapter 5 verse 19 to 21. Jesus speaking said, Most assuredly I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself. That manifestation you saw, it wasn't of myself. But what he sees the father do, that is he received a revelation of what the father was doing. He received from heaven. says, for whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. For the father loves the son. See the love of the father. He says, I want God's love. He says, the father loves the son. And the manifestation of that love is that he shows him all the things that he himself does. So when I'm asking God, I want your love. What you ask God, show me what you're doing. That's the love of the father. The love of God has been shared abroad in our hearts. 
It's not just for us to feel good. Oh, God loves me. No, that love is that God is showing you what he's doing from heaven. It says, and whatever he does, the son also does. That is what sonship is about. The son also does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these so that you may what? Marvel. That is, if people are going to marvel at what we are doing, it is a function of what the Lord is showing us. Amen. Says, you shall, he will show you greater works than these. He will show him that ye may what? Marvel. Those on the outside will marvel at the manifestations. They will say, this is the Lord's doing. And it is what? Marvelous in our eyes. They will know you are not doing it of yourself. That this one came from heaven. Says, for as the father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so, even so the son gives life to whomever he will. That is, he, said, he saw it first of all as a revelation from the father before he was able to do it. That's why Jesus told his disciples, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you are endued with that substance from on high. Don't act until you have received what God has given unto you from heaven. It takes patience. You can't be in a hurry to leave the presence of the king. For when, where the command of the king is, where the word of the king is, there is power. You are waiting for the word of the king. You are waiting for that substance from heaven. It says, when you do not leave his presence hastily, you will experience no harmful thing. There were times people came to grab Jesus, but they could not because it was not yet his time. Heaven's assignment had not yet been done. They cannot touch you. We see this in the life of Daniel with Nebuchadnezzar. In chapter 4 of Daniel, verse 13, it says, Nebuchadnezzar was troubled. He had been having some dreams. And so he was coming to Daniel. Why did he come to Daniel? Because Daniel had manifested in the past that God speaks to me. Amen. That I receive from heaven. He was, that is, that Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. He told them, tell me the dream. And then, tell me the, the dream that I dreamt in my sleep, in my bed. Tell me the dream. And then, tell me the interpretation. And Daniel went into the place of prayer to receive from heaven. Amen. Said, you know what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with you. He said, it was not because I'm more than any other man I'm able to tell you this. It is because God had mercy upon me and gave me a revelation. Amen. That is, I received a substance from heaven. I received from heaven the answer to this situation. And as a result of that manifestation, he was promoted. Amen. He experienced elevation because of what he had received from heaven. The key is to receive what God has ordained for you from heaven. Every one of us has an inheritance. The Bible says it is reserved for you in heaven. It's called a living hope. That's what Peter called it. A living hope, incorruptible, undefiled. That is, it is not subject to change and decay. That is, time has no hold over it. It is there, reserved above all things. That is, the enemy has no access to your inheritance. The only person that has access to it is you. 
That is what God has reserved. The seat says, if you have someone with you reserve a seat in a restaurant, no one can take that place until you arrive. Amen. To occupy what the Lord has given you. Problem is that nobody is what he says. You receive it because you're not asking for it. You're asking for other things that you see upon the earth. You're asking for what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? Whereas the scripture says, don't worry about these things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the things of heaven and his righteousness and all these things that everybody is chasing after. Hmm. When the substance of heaven comes within your soul, says they will be added unto you. It's either you believe it or you don't. Listen to what happened with Daniel. said, I saw the visions of my head while on my bed. And there was a watcher. Know that there's a watcher. A holy one coming down from where? From heaven. He cried aloud and said, Thus, chop down the tree and cut off its branches. Strip off its leaves. Scatter its fruits. Let the beast get out from under it and the birds from its branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump and roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven. Let him graze. The tree was a person. Amen. The tree was a person. Sometimes the Bible describes us as trees. Trees of what? Righteousness. The mustard seed in the kingdom of God is you. That will become greater than any other herb. Amen. Says it is small, looks insignificant, but when it is planted within the spirit, amen. When that incorruptible seed of God, what that comes from heaven that you receive, that greatness knows no bounds. He says, Let him graze with the beasts of the and, and on the grass of the earth. Let his heart, let his, this is what God did. Let his heart be changed to that of a man. Let him be given the heart of a beast. The heart of a beast, and let seven times pass over him. Says this decision is decreed by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the word of the holy ones. That is what this man is going to experience was decreed from heaven. Amen. What he was going to experience, this sentence, this judgment was the judgment of heaven. Says, and this thing is so that in order that the living that includes all of us. The living may know that the most high rules in the kingdoms of men. And he gives it to whomever he will and sets over it the lowest of men. That is the one that God sets over is the one that understands the most high rules in the kingdoms of men. Other places, God, the heaven reigns in the affairs of men. Whatever your affair is, if you want to see the reign and the dominion of God in it, it is understanding what heaven is saying to you. In verse 26, you see, and why was this happening to Nebuchadnezzar? Pride had entered his heart. He felt that I am powerful. Nobody can touch me. I can do and undo. I can kill who I like. I can release who I like. And God wanted to show him that me, it is me that reigns. I am the one that is in control. No, no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, no matter the mountain, it is God that reigns from heaven. And when you are in fellowship with him, when you are in communion with him, you discover that substance. God wants to transmit that unto you so that you can reign as his representative, so that you can demonstrate his glory upon the earth. Listen to the advice that Daniel gave him. 
says, in as much as they gave the command to leave the stone and the roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be assured to you after you come to know, after you come to know that what? Heaven rules. Amen. says, when you come to know that heaven rules, you'll get back to your kingdom. You must understand that heaven rules. That's what John the Baptist understood. Heaven rules. A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. What was he saying? Heaven rules. In anything that you are seeing manifested, it is a product of what you have received or not received from heaven. Listen to his advice. It says, therefore, O king, let, me advise, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by being righteous. That was the message that John the Baptist gave the people. Repent of your sins. Live a righteous life. The message has not changed. If you want to experience what heaven has prepared for you, the good things that heaven, not the wrath of heaven, but the blessings of God. Amen. Because both can come from heaven. Wrath on the sons of disobedience and blessings. Bible says, inheriting the kingdom of God to those who are in obedience. Amen. Says, be righteous and your and he says, and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor, operating in love. Perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. But Nebuchadnezzar didn't hearken to the advice of Daniel. But he entered, he went through that whole experience until the Bible says in verse 34, at the end of the time, I Nebuchadnezzar lifted my eyes to heaven. And my understanding returned to me. It is when he lifted his eyes to heaven that he received understanding. Amen. says, and I blessed the most high and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion. His kingdom is from generation to generation. God wants to demonstrate and manifest his kingdom from generation to generation. Will you serve your generation according to the will of God? The will of God is to demonstrate his kingdom. To demonstrate what has been given to you from heaven. Will you ask him, what have you given to me from heaven? Will you seek him for it? Will you hunger for it? It says, they that hunger and thirst for righteousness. Amen. Those are the ones that are filled. There must be a desire. Otherwise, there is no feeling. It says, all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. That God does as he wants. He is king. Heaven rules. Says no one can restrain his hand or say to him, what have you done? Verse 37 says, now I Nebuchadnezzar praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all of whose works are truth and his ways justice. And those who walk in pride, he is able to do what? Put down. He came to understand he was walking in pride. Until he lifted his eyes to heaven. And then understanding came to him that heaven rules. In any situation, in any circumstance, in any need that you have, you must recognize that heaven rules. That there is nothing that is too difficult for God. No matter the circle, no matter the mountain, God is greater than that mountain. Heaven rules. All you need to do is to ask what has been given to you from heaven. 
in every situation, you must ask what he says if you fall into a trial. He says, if you lack wisdom, what must you do? Ask for what? Wisdom that cometh from where? Above. It says there is a wisdom that cometh from above, that descends from above. You must ask for what God had. Wisdom is yours. A knowledge of the secrets of heaven is yours so that you can reign upon the earth. Thank you for listening to this message from Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. in the Royal Theater at the Producers Club, 358 West 44th Street, New York. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Stay blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.